Hello. We are excited that you have decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku under the Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street, Bergaw, North Carolina, 28425, every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to give a donation, you can go to our website and click the donation button at www.mtdm.org. On the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. So we see that God is identifying himself as the Lord who heals you. So we know that God is our healer. Psalms 147.3, he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. Not only do he heal us physically, he heals us emotionally, he heals us mentally, he heals us spiritually. God is our healer. Psalms 103.3, who forgives all our iniquities and heals all our diseases. So we know that there's not a disease that God haven't already healed. Even though the disease may be mentioned, we got to remember that God has already healed us. He's already delivered us from everything that would come out against us. So we can call on him as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. He is our healer. Then we look at Jehovah Nisi. The Lord is our banner. And I'm going to put a little more with that mighty warrior victory. The Lord is our banner mighty warrior victory and when we look at the lord being our banner we talked about in exodus 17 10 through 16 this is when it was um joshua he was fighting up against fighting against the amalekites and it was moses and ur and aaron and moses he as he held up his arms then they were winning the battle But when Moses would put down his arms, they were losing the battle. And what was happening was when he put up his arms, he had that rod in his hand. And when they saw that rod, it represented who represented them, who was on their side. They were saying that the Lord is our banner. The Lord is our victory. The Lord is our warrior. So as long as he held that up because of the power of God that was present, they were winning the battle. So when Moses' arms got tired, Aaron and Ur, um, you know, set him down under a rock and held up his arms. And they held up his arms and they won that battle. So we have to see him as Jehovah Nisi. He is our banner. And when you um, know that he is your banner, you know that God is going to take care of whatever battle you're going through. In Matthew eighteen twenty. I went over for where two or three are gathered together in my name. I'm there in the midst of them. So when we come together and we're gathered together in his name, when we're doing the same thing, when we're on one accord, it's like that we're holding up that banner, knowing that God is our victory. He is our warrior. So no matter what we're going through, God is there to help us through what we're going through. The Lord is our banner. 
mighty warrior, victory. And we need to do this at all times. You know, remember who he is. So when we go in through something, we don't want to try to find names. We want to know what those names are already so we can know this battle is already won. We already have the victory because we're because God is our warrior. They were fighting under direction of God. So the next one I'm going to talk about tonight, I'm going to add to it, is Jehovah Shalom. Jehovah Shalom. The Lord is peace. That means the Lord is peace. Completeness soundness welfare completeness soundness welfare you can go into judges 6 23 through 24 this is talking about Gideon and what was happening the Midianites were coming against um Gideon them because they were disobedient to God they were rebellion rebelling against God so God allowed the Midianites to come in and defeat them And it got so bad that they were impoverished by the Midianites, meaning that everything that they began to grow or sow in the land, they will come and destroy everything that they began to sow in that land. But then they began to cry out to God concerning what was going on. How many of y'all know tonight, no matter what we do or how we do it, when we cry out to him with a sincere heart, God hear us. But it's the heart that God is looking at. Because sometimes people cry out, but their heart ain't right before God. They're still selfish. They're still looking at what they can get out of this instead of crying out with their whole heart. I know in some situations, it may be physical situations where we're eating the wrong things that we should not be eating. And then when we find out we can't even walk for being dizzy or whatever is going on, blood pressure high or something else is happening, we begin to pray to God, God, if you help me get through this, I won't eat no more pork. I won't be gorging out on pork chop. I won't be in gluttony. And we know we lying. Because soon as that go over, get over with, we go back to the same routine. God knew our hearts were not right before him. He already know what you're going to do before you do it. So we need to quit lying to ourselves. And most of all, we need to quit lying to him. So when we look at the Lord is peace, completeness, soundness, welfare, Gideon them, they begin to cry out to the Lord. And it got to the point that the um, angel began to tell him, you are a mighty man of valor. He didn't see himself as a mighty man of valor. He looked at them as being the smallest clan up under the tribe the tribes of Israel so he looked at it like we're the smallest ones how can you say I'm a mighty man of valor and if this is true why are you allowing these things to happen to us I know you delivered us out of Egypt and how many of us are like Gideon today when things are going on in our lives and people give us a word from the Lord and we like, well, if this is so true, why am I going through physically? Why am I going through financially? Why am I going through mentally? Why are these things happening if you say this is who God say he is? So at the end of the day, in verse 23, then the Lord said to him, peace be with you. Do not fear. You shall not die. So what happened is. He had saw the Lord and he had set food out before the angel of the Lord and 
he saw God in a mighty act and he said, oh, I've seen the face of the Lord. So the angel was saying, peace be with you. Do not fear. You shall not die. So God was letting him know completeness be with you. Soundness be with you. Warfare be with you. You shall not die. So he was letting him know it's, it's nothing in between us but peace, but wholeness, what completeness and soundness. So Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it the Lord is peace. So that's where Jehovah Shalom come from. Isaiah 26, 3 is another one. I love this one. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. When we trust in God, our mind is going to stay on him. Why? Because we trust in him and we will have perfect peace, complete peace. We will have a soundness. And that means that when things are going on around us, um, a storm is coming. We're at peace, even though the storm is coming. That's how we know Jehovah Shalom is there, because there's a completeness, there's a wholeness, there's a soundness in every area of our lives. Jehovah Shalom covers every area. It covers healing, prosperity, soundness, wholeness, completeness. Mean in every area. You have peace in every area. No matter what you're going through, when you call on Jehovah Shalom and you feel the peace of God, you know you already have gotten through it. Another scripture is John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Now look at this. He said, peace I leave with you. This is when Jesus was going to be with the father. Jesus said he was going away and he was going to prepare a place for them. And then he said, peace I leave with you. Completeness, wholeness, soundness. My peace I give to you. He said, I want you to understand the peace that I'm giving to you is not like the world's peace. See, with the world, we look for things in the world to be a calmness before we believe it's okay. But with God, it's total opposite. Even in the midst of famine, even in the midst of sickness, even in the midst of anything we're going through in our lives, we have that peace. And some people say, how can you have peace in the midst of a storm? How can you have peace when your body is racked in pain? How can you have peace when you're getting ready to go, you're going through in your marriage or you're going through with your children? Because you know Jehovah Shalom. He is the God of peace. And sometimes we wonder, how am I at peace in this situation? Lord, I know it's happening, but I'm not anxious. I'm not worried. I'm just at rest. Jehovah Shalom is there. And like I said, we cannot wait until tragedy come. We cannot wait until we obtain a bad report to call on Jehovah Shalom. We have to get to know him now. So when things happen and when we call on him, we know who he is. And we know what he brings based upon his identity. So don't wait until something happened and try to flip through the Bible or try to, you know, say, okay, okay, what I need to do, what I need to do. Remember, we have the Holy Spirit. So whatever you put in you is what's going to come out of you. If you put no word in you, the word is not going to come out of you. For out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speak. Sometimes people try to copycat other people. You can copycat people all you want. You can remember what they said, but if you don't have those words in your heart, they're not going to do you any good. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. 
when something is coming from your heart, truly from your heart, it's a seed that you have planted that have taken root. And immediately when something happened, it's going to come up out of your mouth. So people that say, I didn't mean that, but you said it. It had to come from somewhere. So we need to learn how to call on Jehovah Shalom. He is our peace. The Lord is our peace. And he gives us peace in the midst of a storm. Amen. Next one is Jehovah Shema. And that one right there, I had to stay there when I was, um, you know, putting the names together. Jehovah Shema. It means the Lord is there. The Lord is my companion. And I'm here to tell you, it may be somebody that's married and feel like they're alone and they have a husband or they have a wife. If you feel in that way, you don't know Jehovah Shema. Because God is your companion. The Lord is there. Or if you're single and you feel like, you know, I am alone. I don't have a mate. Well, you don't know Jehovah Shema. Because if you know Jehovah Shema, even if you're in a lonely place, you're going to come out of that place and say, wait a minute, wait a minute. I have a companion. His name is Jehovah Shema. The Lord is there. No matter how I feel, no matter what I'm going through, he is there because in Ezekiel 48:35, and I give you a little bit of history. In Ezekiel chapter 48, they were dividing the land amongst the tribes. And they named the land, the gates, um, they named the gates by the tribes. So once they got through naming all the gates by the tribes, it said in verse 35, all the way around shall be 18,000 cubits. And the name of the city from that day shall be the Lord is there. This is where Jehovah Shema come from. So we got to understand no matter what town, <laughs> No matter where you are, Jehovah Shema is there. How is he there? Because if he's in you, everywhere you go, he is there. You cannot leave him. He is your companion. He is your standby. He is your guide on the inside. Wherever you are, that's where he is if you're born again. So we shall not say, Lord, where are you? Ignorant gone to seed. Sometimes we do ask. Come on, let's just be honest. We do ask sometimes, Lord, where yet? I can't feel you. Just because you don't feel him does not mean he's not there. He will never leave you. This is what it says. I love this one in Matthew twenty-eight twenty, Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So God said, I'm going to be with you always. And then in, in Hebrews 13, I believe 5, he said, I will not leave you, nor shall I forsake you. God is always with us. So if we know that he's always with us, why are we saying, God, are you here? God, I don't feel you. It's not about feeling. Now, this last scripture, Psalms 139, verse 7 through 10. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence. If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. God is there. 
He is your companion. He is Jehovah Shema. So anytime you feel alone, just say, Jehovah Shema, I know you're here. I know that you will never leave me, nor shall you forsake me. You say you'll be with me even until the end. So God, I thank you for being there. So wherever I am, you're there also. Amen. So those are the names, and I will go over them one more time next Tuesday, if it's the Lord's willing. And tonight, you need to present, and then next Tuesday, you need to present, and then we're going to have a test. Amen? And I'm telling you nothing but the truth. Since we've been presenting, and everybody been coming up, people have been busting hundreds. Because it's helping you know these names and it's, and, and it's helping you to, when you get ready to get the names, you can just write them down and go on about your business. And it's helping you to study instead of going home and coming back in here Tuesday trying to pull it out of your head instead of your heart. Or trying to get it a day before Tuesday, like on Monday. But if you take the names as you go along and you, and you make it personal and you keep studying them over and over again and you keep meditating on them, they're going to drop in your heart and they're going to come out of your mouth. And as you ministering to somebody, you'll be talking about Jehovah Shema when they say, I'm so alone. Well, are you born again? Yes, I am. Well, you're not alone. I don't have a mate. Yes, you do. You have a companion. His name is Jehovah Shema. He'll never leave you, nor shall he forsake you. He's here for you right now. Just call on him, Jehovah Shema. See? So who want to come up now? Which ones we do last Tuesday? We did Jehovah Rapha and Jehovah Nisi. Who didn't do it last week? Those are the ones that need to come up. Yep, those are the ones that need to come up. And then remember next Tuesday, which ones are we going to go over? And the last two I just done, Jehovah Shalom and Jehovah Shema. Okay, Miss Tiffany. All right, so uh, Jehovah Nisi is, hold on. Uh, The Lord is my banner. Um, And this scripture came from, um, can I remember the scripture? I know Abraham, no, Moses was uh, holding his arms up as Joshua was fighting the armies. And um, as Moses was holding his, ha- his hands up and Aaron and Ur was helping him lift his hands when he got tired, um, Joshua was defeating the army. Anytime um, Moses, when he got tired and his, he let his arms down, then that's when Joshua and his army was being defeated. Um, and I do remember, um, know that um, the scripture in Matthew, I can't remember the chapter right now, I think, but um, Matthew, um, it says where two or three are gathered, then um, there, God is in the presence, he's in the midst. Um, so that's Jehovah Nisi. Jehovah Rapha means God is my healer. Um, God, he also heals the brokenhearted. That was in Psalms 147. He don't just heal us physically. Um, do I need to go over Adonai as well? You can if you want to. Okay, so Adonai is the Lord is, the Lord is our master. Um, I know that God is our master in the scripture uh, that was referenced from 
for that was Genesis 15. Um, in Genesis 15, this is when Abram was fighting and the Lord is our master. The Lord, the Lord is our master. And it was Genesis 15. He was going without a child. Said, oh, yeah. Um, so, yes, uh, the child. Yes. So Abraham, Abraham um, he had defeated um, an army, and he was worried about where his, who would inherit everything that he gained. He didn't want them to give him anything. All he wanted was uh, what the soldiers were supposed to get or were, what they were entitled to. And um, so he was worried about not having children who would be heir of the things that he uh, was entitled to. He didn't want them to give him anything. So um, he knew that, and they knew that he served a mighty God. So, um, so yeah, so, and then in, ex, I'm sorry, Genesis 17, um, let me see, let me see. In Genesis 17, God introduced himself as, being the provider because no 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 not the provider god introduced himself as being all sufficient one he's the almighty god and all sufficient one because um abram was 99 and he promised abraham abraham as long as he lived in integrity and did what was right that he would bless him as well as the generations um after him um you did good am i missing el shaddai uh I think, Jehovah Jireh. did you go over those before? I can't remember. I think you did. I did? Uh-huh. Okay. You just needed two. Oh, okay. You did All more right. than enough. Okay. You can leave it on. calling on Jehovah Shammah because um, I need him right now. We started off with discipleship. discipleship. Disciples are followers of Christ and um, we went on to um, who is God. God is all sufficient. God is um, God has no beginning. God has no end. No one created him. He's totally self-existent. We went on to um, defending our faith. Um, we must defend our faith um, according to the word of God. First uh, Peter 3.15 is what I remember. Um, um, Elohim is the creator. Um, I'm going to say Genesis 1 and 1. Uh, El Elyon is the Most High God, and we um, studied about him in Daniel 4. Daniel 4, when um, Nebuchadnezzar looked up and he saw the sun rising over him, because he thought he had done so much and so much was about him that he felt like he created all of what his 
uh, kingdom had risen to be, but it was all created by God. And it was even prophesied to him until he recognized the most high God, he wouldn't, um, he would be like a four-footed beast. And once he looked up and he realized that, um, realized who the most high God was and he came to himself, that's when he recognized El, Elion. And uh, we, uh, we went on several scriptures. Um, El Elion, um, Adonai is our Lord and Master, Lord in all caps is Adonai, Lord in lower caps is like someone in authority over us, like my husband or someone on my job. Um, Go back to um, Adonai with the Lord part you just said. The Lord part. You said all caps is Adonai? All caps is, yeah, that's what I said. It's not. All caps is master. All caps is Jehovah. All caps is Jehovah. Lower L O R D is Adonai. And all lowercase is those in authority over us. Okay. You go ahead. (laughs) Um, After Adonai. You go ahead. You got it. El Shaddai. Uh, El Shaddai is um, all-sufficient, all-powerful, all-knowing. El Shaddai, I think it's Genesis 17, he appeared to Abraham when he was saying to Abraham that he was his exceeding great shield and he was his... um, And that he would, um, his descendants would be as many as the stars in the sky, um, that he would be blessed generation behind generation through his son Isaac. Um, You got it in there, son. (laughs) It's in there. Just speak what comes out at heart. Ah. you a lot of it. Put this mic down and don't put the paper in front of me. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of who the other ones were. Elohim. Um, last week you went over Jehovah Rapha, which is our healer. Um, I got Psalm 107 and 20. Um, and Jehovah Nisi, which is our banner, that's Moses in Genesis, I want to say 17. Exodus 17. Exodus 17. Um, Moses, when his hands were being held up, and they got tired and er, and um, Aaron, his brother, had to hold his hands up. Um, see my hands. I see he's, he's helping <laughs> you. He's coming to help you. You coming to help her brother Terry? <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. That's what a husband does. All right now.
El Rohi. He's the God who sees. Um, he saw Hagar mm -hmm. in her affliction and how Sarah treated her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did Jehovah She did him. Yes, sir. She got him. She had to have her husband to come up here to get right. <laughs> Thank you, Sonia. Okay. I think you done yours, didn't you, Terry, last week? Yeah, I did, I did them, but I forgot um, Jehovah um, Rapha. Okay. Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh, Lord provide. And um, that was um, Genesis 22, 9. And uh, the Lord had a ram in the bush. For uh, Moses. For who? Moses. Abraham. 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 Mm -hmm. And then I, I got to do. Um... Okay. Then uh, I got um, Jehovah um, Rapha. He's a healer. That'd be Exodus fifteen twenty six. He's a healer of the diseases. Mm -hmm. And uh, the last one, Jehovah Nisi. And that was um, Exodus 17, Exodus 17, 6 to 10. You were in the right track. Go ahead. Huh? You six, 6 to 10 is where um, uh, Ur then was holding up his hands when Moses dropped his hands. He was losing the battle. And uh, Ur then pulled it up. And when they got tired, they had to put it back up again because he kept losing the battle. And they realized as long as his hands was up, they were winning. Amen. I want to say, you, you got yours too, Quisha? Okay, come on. Is there anybody else that got to do last two? I think everybody done it from last week, didn't it? I didn't do it because I had to take a test, I think. Okay, you go ahead then. Um, Jehovah Rapha is the um, Lord who heals. Um, and it, that is in Psalms 147.3, and it talks about him healing the brokenhearted and binding up all their wounds. Um, and he heals us um, mentally, physically, emotionally, all that. Um, and Jehovah Nisi is the Lord our banner or the mighty warrior. Um, and that one is in Matthew 18, 20, um, for where two or three are gathered together um, in his name, he's with you. Um, and that brought to me like when somebody is sick and like everybody come together in prayer um that he will um like the, he's with them amen is that it okay i know that when you come up in front of people it's right there and seem like it just won't come out Sometimes that happens to the best of us. You know all the names, but all of a sudden they get hung up somewhere in a hangar or something. So you have to say, Holy Spirit, help me. Remind me. Bring it to my remembrance. Reveal it unto me. And the more you trust him, they'll come. They'll come. So we give God glory so far for what we have learned uh, through the names. And like I said, we got uh, two more names to do. Um, to go over to refresh, and then I'm going to do one more name, and that's it for the names. 
And the reason why I'm doing it like this, because we started out with who is God. You getting to know him personally by those names. So when we go into what happened with sin in the world and why it happened and all of this, everything will fit together. Because in order to be a disciple, you got to know God for yourself. You got to have that relationship with him. You can't ask somebody, um, are you saved? You got to know how to defend your faith when you're asking people these questions. You got to know how to defend your faith. So we're going over all of this before we really get into, you know, everything that Jesus done. The first thing Jesus did, he had to know the Father. Is that not right? And then the Father began to teach him all things. So we're taking it slow. But I guarantee you, when you begin to minister to people, it will come up and it will come out. And you will shock yourself because you're like, wow. All of this, it's there. It's there. So we give God glory for what we have learned thus far. Do we have um, anyone that want to say something on the names before we close out? How this has helped you so far before we close out? Come on, Athea. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about, um, you, may, you mess with me, Glory. Uh, El Rohi, the God that sees. Last week, when Apostle was praying about women needing help with the yards, right? So, my cousin was supposed to weed eat my ditch bank, and I have a long ditch bank, y'all. And I don't want to do it, but I've done it twice this summer. So, he said, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And I hadn't seen him in a while, so I'm like, man, I'm going to have to tackle this thing. But last week when she prayed the prayer and then that Friday when I got home, my ditch bank looked so good because he went up there and I said, God, thank you because you knew that I didn't want to do it. I would have done it, but I didn't want to do it. So I just thank God that he sees and that he knows and that he'll come to my rescue. Amen. I don't know about nobody else, but he comes to my rescue. Amen. Come on, Miss Tiffany. Won't God do it? Um, So... I, my, I, well, we use Cash App for a lot of things these days, correct? Um, and so when I was signing up for our new cable service, Focus Broadband, I end up, I, we had to call Amazon to get our fire sticks um, activated. And in the midst of that, um, those calls were transferred to a third party or something like that. So, but they were able to help us activate our fire stick, but at the same time, they took a lot of money out of our account. They told us that we had to verify our cash app in order to use our new focus broadband service. It was a whole big mess. And so our, we were involved in like some scams. And so this happened April 19th. And so the bank gave us a provisional credit in April while they did an investigation. Well, they sent a letter through the mail that I had been carrying around in my work bag and didn't read. So they needed to hear back from me. So long story short, they said that the search that they, um, um, research didn't show that our the transactions were false uh, transactions. That's because I there was authorized transactions by me, but I was doing what I thought you know this legal company was telling me to do, so that we can use our um, focus broadband. So anyway, make a long story short, um, the bank said, "Well, we can't give you your money back, so we're going to have to take back the money that the provisional credit that we gave you." And so, um, of course, I was distraught. I'm like, Lord, 
you know, that's a nice amount of money that we need and you bless us with this, you know, money. I'm like, so I was just like kind of worried, but then I was like, Elohim, I was like, you are the creator of all things. The bank is telling me they can't help me. So the bank, they told us they couldn't help, couldn't help me. They told me I need to ca- call Cash App. Cash App said they couldn't help me. Um, the bank also told me to call and make a police report. So I done everything. And then I called the bank back and said, hey, I follow every step that you told me to follow. None of these people can help me. And But like I said, um, before I called them back, I said, you know, I prayed to the Lord. I said, God, you're the creator. You're Elohim. You're over everything. All these people are telling me that they cannot help me. And you're the only one who can do it. You are over the bank. You're over Cash App. You're over the police department. You're over these people who scammed us out of our money. And so before I um, called that bank back in the evening time, well, that afternoon, she said, Miss um, Jones, I'm so glad you called me back. She said, well, I spoke to another manager. And even though this is not the type of transaction that we normally um, support as a credit union, as a bank, because those transactions were authorized because you technically did it. But, you know, the people on the other end, they scammed you. They weren't, weren't who they say they were. She's like, we do believe we can help you. Now, this ain't something that we normally do because this is not what we consider a fraud or a scam, you know, according mm-hmm. to the bank's rules and regulations. We um, support unauthorized uh, transactions, but your transactions were authorized. She said, we think we can help you. She said, "Just this was around 12. She said, just keep your eye on your account, and if we are going to help you, your money should be up there by 4 o'clock. So, you know me. I just went into praising the Lord. I'm just like, Lord, thank you so much. I trust and I believe in you. I know this lady's going to help us because she wouldn't have told us that. And just because I prayed and I, I just believe in you, honey, by 3 o'clock, she had our money back in our account. And I was Praise like, God, Jesus. I just thank you so much. So, that was one instance. And then another one was I um, went, I was teaching my daughter, you know, what we're learning here and on um, Clem. So, I, and I did it when she was at her grandmother's house. And so um, I guess her grandmother overheard me teaching her what we learned. And then the next day she called me over. She said, I tell you, I said, well, did you do your hair? She said, I did. And she said, you know what I did? I prayed to the Lord and asked him, you know, so he asked him to heal my hands and to keep my hands um, from hurting when I did my hair. And and he did, and it worked. And I was like, well, praise the Lord. Isn't that that good? So I just felt like that was a moment, you know, where I was teaching her. You know, I was able to minister her as well, and she was able to, you know, pray to him as a creator who could heal her hand or take care of her hand before she braided her hair and to allow her to finish it. So somebody is listening. Everybody is listening. Sonia is coming back. Isn't God good? God will manifest himself with those names. So we thank God for those manifestations. And it's more yet to come. I just wanted to share with everybody that um, I've been having, like, flashbacks of the time before I knew Christ. And going through this study of the names of Christ, I can see his hand in operation through the times I did not know him. It had to be no one else but him. You know, when doors of opportunity opened up, like I work at the hospital now, but I first went there in 88, and um, that was back when you had to do the hard copies. You had to fill out an application, and uh, the hospital I work at, they, um, it's hard, it was hard to get on there at that particular time. And even when I was going through, after I got hired, going through orientation, 
different girls were saying, like, who did you know? How did you get on? And they were telling the story of how they got on. And I told them, all my uncle told me was, he said, no matter what you do, if you go there and they're not there, you wait for them. I, he said, I don't, you don't care how long it takes. And I was just riding with my sister. And she was going to visit somebody I didn't know. So I said, I'll go provide with you and I'll put in an application while I'm there. And I waited for this lady for like 45 minutes. And when she came in, she looked at my application. I lied on the application, Pastor. I gave myself a whole year of experience that I didn't have. And um, anyway, she came in and, and she was impressed with the fact I waited so long for her. And she said, I got something for you. I said, I wonder what she got for me. I, I was just that, told just, because I, I, you just didn't get on like that. And um, she made a phone call. She said, you got time to go with me? And I said, yeah. And uh, we left out of personnel. It was personnel downstairs at the time. And um, she said, this is where you're going to come at Monday for your physical. I said, yeah, like I got a job, you know. And she took me upstairs. The lady interviewed me. And, um, and she gave me a job and gave me two different dates that I could start. But, you know, I felt I like then at that time because I didn't know God then. But it was kind of like when David was in the field and David, um, well, he was just out there with the shepherds and he with the with the um, sheep and doing what he did. And uh, but he was called to be the king and he had to grow in that anointing, even though the anointing was there, he had to grow in it. I didn't have a car. I let my license expire. I had two children, did not have a babysitter, and God worked this all out by the time I had to start. And even, you know, because I didn't know God, I was in my, uh, I'm in charge of me, making a mess. And um, after so many years, I left the hospital because I was giving back. But when God opens, he opened a door no man can close. And I ended up having, every time I left, I left so many times. I left, and I would always have to go back. I know now once I developed a relationship with God, I can't leave to God give me permission to leave. And how long have you been there, Sonia? Uh, this time? <laughs> it's been like 21 years this time. Yeah. But it was all God. Another testimony. Can I give mm -hmm. this? When um, my oldest brother was getting married, and we were going through some financial hardship. They asked my daughter to be the flower girl. So, you know, you got to pay for this dress. And, you know, those little flower girl dresses, they're expensive. Months before this even happened, this girl at work told me, she said, you know what, I got a dress for you. You probably don't want it. You know, I think she looked at me as like someone loved to keep her daughter all bougie, which I did like to dress up. And um, she, she just didn't want to give me this dress. I mean, months went by. And finally, she said, you know what? I keep forgetting to bring you. This is the week of the wedding. God told me he had me. We were paying tithes, and we were believing God. And I, I kept hearing from God. I kept hearing from God. God said, I, I, he had, I'm like, because I seen God come through at 1159.59 too many times. That he, if he said he got me, he got me. <sighs> so we the week of. And the lady said, you know what, I'm going to bring that dress tomorrow. She brought the dress on like Tuesday. The wedding was Saturday. Pastor, okay, she brings the dress. This is why I didn't want to bring it. Beautiful white dress. But it had a footprint at the bottom where the little girl had fallen, and she stepped in something looked like it was so black it looked like asphalt. 
now you know some something like that is hard to clean. You take it to the cleaners, can they get it back to me on time? No, no. And I'm, I'm, I'm listening to God, and God told me to go get some awesome. And I'm like, awesome? You know what you use awesome for? You know the grease mm-hmm. on your stove? And I said, it's going to eat through that material. Holy Spirit say, go get some awesome. And then the Holy Spirit would do this thing with me where he'd get louder and louder sometimes. And I was sitting there. I pulled up the Williams cleaners, and I said, I'm just sitting here for what? For nothing. Because they can't get the dress back to me on time. Holy Spirit done told me to go get this awesome. So I stopped by Dollar General. I got the awesome. I went home. And here I am on the phone with seamstress. I'm calling up different seamstress. And uh, they said, that, that, that uh, awesome will eat right through that material. Holy Spirit <laughs> spray the awesome on the dress and put the awesome in the, put the dress in the washing machine and wash it on gentle cycle. I'm still in myself, me, myself, self-righteousness. I, I put a spot on the bottom at the back of the dress just to see what it was going to do to the material. I'm dull and feel. I'm all in myself. And um, I didn't do anything. So I went to spraying. Threw it in the washing machine. It came out so beautiful. It was like a cartoon. But you could just see the little specks where the spot was, where the shoe print was. The Holy Spirit said, do it again. I did it again, and it came out so beautiful. The thing that Elohim did the creator the day of the wedding, my daughter's dress matched the bride dress. It looked like they, like we planned it. It was just an exact replica of her dress. You know, that's what God do. I could see all, I could see all these in operation in my life almost on a daily basis. You know, you just see it as hand Amen. because of the studies. Amen. Is there anything else? Any announcements? Brother Deacon. Yes, ma'am. Don't forget the cards, too, Nay. Thank you. Thanks for watching Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, where miracles happen. You can join us each week on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern for church service and on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for Bible study. For upcoming events, teachings, and ways to contact us and more, you can visit us on the web at www.mtdm.org. You can also give a donation by clicking the Donation tab. God bless you, and we will see you next week.